Welcome to Season 2 of The Blunderbuss, Australia's number one best place to talk about leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, The Blunderbuss, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their great leadership disasters. On The Blunderbuss, we think it's possible to learn much more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we know that failure can be fun, especially other people's. As I drive around on the blunderbuss, I'm on the search for the leader who has done more dumb things than I have. Maybe today I've found them. So today, I've driven the blunderbuss all the way to North Ride. I'm speaking to Marbs Diaz, who is the uh, National Church Relations Manager for Baptist World Aid Australia. Marbs has a Bachelor of Ministry, a Master of Transformational Development, and is currently completing a Master of Counselling. Greetings, Marbs. Great to have you on the bus. Thanks for having me. Ah, my, my pleasure. So, Marbs, have you ever made a leadership mistake? <laughs> well, there is a long list uh, of it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, one does come to mind. Great. Tell us about it. Well, it, a lot of what I do as a pastor is talk to people. Right. Um, and this particular failure was a, was a conversation. Right. Uh, but much more than that, it was a conversation with an indigenous friend of mine. Okay. Um, and I approached it quite insensitively. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. What? Tell us what happened in the conversation. Well, long story short, I was church planting. And yes. I, I had the idea that we should have a multicultural, uh, we, we should have a kingdom voice in this multicultural city that we live in. Sounds a great idea. Yeah. And, and so we tried to point it towards... Um, we were working towards refugees, and, yes. and one of the ideas I had was we should have a voice in the indigenous space. Right. And so I lined up this conversation. This this friend of mine um, introduced me to the indigenous friend of mine. Um, but as we had this conversation, it just went down, down, down. Really? Yeah. Really? What it went just, wrong? It just it just showed my insens- insensitivity to the whole situation. Really, I was seeing indigenous ministry as a side ministry. Okay. I was com- in a nutshell. I was approaching it. Uh, I was approaching trying to hijack God's mission, making it my agenda or yes. my mission okay. into it, and not considering the fact that God was already at work. Okay. Okay. Mm. So there were things that were happening that you hadn't really considered. So are you, are you kind of saying that you hadn't really thought about the issue enough? Yeah, for, for example, I was, I was thinking that, you know, that we could uh, shape or shoehorn indigenous ministry into our church's agenda. Right, yes. Uh, I was thinking of how we can be the voice and helping them amplify their voice. Yeah. They were like, and she was saying, well, actually, I have a voice. I actually, I actually have thoughts around who God is and who, and so I had just this idea of an imposing idea of yeah, mission, yeah, yeah. rather than actually listening, well, where is God at work in her life, yeah. in the indigenous situation? Yeah. So in a way, kind of was a bit about your agenda, not mm. her agenda or, or God's agenda. No, exactly. Wow. And, and part of that, part of the problem, uh, and she did it so graciously. Okay. So she took two hours dismantling all the ideas <laughs> okay. that I had. But it, it reminded me of, as you approach God's mission, that you bring your own biases. Uh-huh. Uh, you bring your agenda. Um, and, you know, I had this brilliant idea for what a church plant should be. Yes. Um, and instead, I was not actually taking time to listen to where God is. 
um, to listen to the Christian voices in in our within our indigenous brothers and sisters. Yeah, and just not taking the time. Yeah, sort of rushing the process. Yeah. So how did that feel when you realised that you'd done this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like an idiot um, sitting there, uh, especially because. My background is Filipino. I, okay. I, I was born in the Philippines. Okay. I, I grew up the first 10 years of my life there and felt like I was sensitive to right. cultural issues. Yes. Um, and it wasn't until she was explaining to me some of my reflections already, where if you know history of the Philippines, it's, we spent 400 years in you know, colonial mission right. and the damage of that. And so imposing, not dissimilar from an yeah. Yeah, indigenous story in a way. Yeah, yeah. And so this imposing idea of mission... And I was doing the same thing. I was assuming a whole bunch of things, um, a whole bunch of knowledge that I didn't have. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. That that feels like quite a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And it was. It, it's not. It's not the first time I've made that mistake. Okay. Um, you know, and and I. The great thing that I've been discovering with God is that as you pursue him and how great his mission is yeah that he can he is patient enough to to teach you yeah right okay so i take it uh, out of this arose a conversation in which you and your friend kind of really got pretty deep on some of these issues yeah and i have to give credit to her she introduced then uh with that conversation she then introduced me to her family okay to elders in the indigenous community, wow. to the faith community that was already flourishing and already growing. And yeah, growing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so our church became, you know, friends, and and it came more from a relational perspective. Yes, and yes. a long journey perspective, rather than rushing, rushing, so yeah. that we can tick this box that we are a kingdom voice in yes. cultural Sydney. Yeah. So what what I'm hearing you saying is that you guys managed to draw alongside each other in a not in a power imbalance kind of way, but in a partnership kind of way? This yes, yeah, in a partnership kind of way. And in, in, in particular, she was uh, saying that, that the, the indi- indigenous voices, particularly the Christian leaders, um, actually have something to say. They don't just want to be included as a side on ministry. No. That they can actually lead the conversation. Right, and, and have a unique perspective. And have a unique perspective yeah. and actually want to come, up, uh, come, come across as a relational approach rather yes. than having an agenda. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so that, you know, the Australian church at large has a lot to learn from that mm. approach. Yeah, yes, okay. Yes. So, Mubs, for you, what do you feel as though you learnt out of that experience? <laughs> um, it was a lot of things. I, I learned how to listen uh, right. well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, w- I was confronted uh, with, you know, with all the readings that I've done on mission. Yeah. And, and how to do it well, but I actually wasn't listening. I was coming coming at it with uh, with my own preconceived knowledge yeah. of what my approach should be yeah. and what the gracious approach should be, uh, where where what she was teaching me and her family taught me was to come um, come from the angle of relationship mm. and, and of trust and actually believing that God is already at work in that community yeah. and has something to say. Not just to that community, but to the rest of us as well. Right. You work for Baptist World Aid. I'm assuming these kinds of things are very applicable across the board in terms of what you currently do? Yeah, definitely. We, in Baptist World Aid, we want to make sure that as we help the most vulnerable, the most marginalised, uh, that we don't come from an angle of um, power imbalance where we're telling them this is the right approach or this is the right way. Right. We want to make sure that they discover their own strengths Yes, um, and that they have their own strengths to lead their own community. Right, and poverty. which is the classic mistake, as we reflect on mission, that you know, 
people have made to mm. say, now I've turned up, I'll tell you everything that you need to do, that yes. kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Mubs, how do you see failure now? <laughs> um, that it, I mean, this is sad to say, but it must happen. Right. And, and in fact, it's, it's my, if I'm totally honest, it's my arrogance that doesn't want it to happen. Okay. That wants to succeed. Yeah. That wants to look and appear like I am succeeding. Yes. Um, where if you understand, um, come from it from a posture of as a learner. Yes. Then it must happen, but you take it on with humility. Humility. Yeah. 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 So yeah, clearly humility is a key in all of this. Yeah, humility to know that you could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And that others might know more than you. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and that. In understanding that God is in control and at work in all of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard people talk about having a um, a healthy self suspicion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm yes. always suspicious about myself. Mm. You know, that's definitely part of the journey, and I I feel like I'm still learning it and still continuing to grow in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But having a yeah an open, learning, listening, humble posture seems an incredibly important thing in leadership. Yeah, and it, it doesn't seem to align sometimes with the success parameters that we have in our society and our culture because we wanted us a particular time frame, we wanted a particular uh, a look yes. uh, where the other approach, actually the, the community or the people that you're journeying alongside are the ones shaping it yeah. um, as God shapes them. Yeah, you mentioned at the beginning that, that you felt that part of your motivation was to, to, to actually achieve something quickly. Yeah, uh, because part of it was that we were a church planting. <clears throat> uh, I was part of the church plant, and I can talk about it another day how I failed that church plant. But, uh, <laughs> oh, we'd love to hear that story. Let's, let's focus on this one for now. Yeah. Um, how with that church plant, you know, there, there are certain people looking looking at you, making sure that you're on track, making sure that, and as you talk about your church plant with your denomination, you want to make sure that you look successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so with an audience of a board or a committee, as Baptists would like it, yeah. uh, where I should have been, you know, it should have been a, an audience of one. Yes. Who is God. Yeah. And, and who is God at work in the people he loves. Yeah. Thanks, Marbs. Thanks to Marbs for sharing about one of his leadership mistakes and what he has learnt. Uh, go to our website at www.stmichaels.institute. Thanks, Marbs. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the Blunderbuss next time. Thank you.